0: You're listening to Pulled Corks, the unpretentious fine beverage podcast. Hey everybody, what's up? This is Hassle Lane Butcher again. I just uh, saw in the news they named a hurricane after me, so uh, how interesting is that, Huh? So anyways, um, it's just me again. We're still having our uh, technical issues and some logistical problems that are preventing me and JP from doing this together. But uh, we promise probably next week we'll have everything back up to normal again, to our normal style of show, so, uh, but until then, uh, you just got me, stuck with me. So, I'm gonna do my best here, and uh, so I was trying to come up with some ideas on some uh, material that uh, I would do on my own, because I want to kind of save, you know, the really good stuff when we're doing all these tastings and we're doing all this educational stuff to, you know, when... I've got JP with me And we can kind of bounce stuff off of each other Because and, and, we both know uh, We both know different things About a lot of the same things And it's pretty neat that way We can kind of uh, feed off of each other So I was trying to wait on that And and figure out some uh, Good stuff To talk to you guys about So I hopped on our website com, pulled com, And uh I went searching through our analytics to just to see what people were looking at when they go to our website or what is people are getting to our website from Google and other sources and things. And I noticed we had a ton of traffic going to this review that I did like a year and a half ago. Uh, I was trying – actually longer than that. But there was a point when we were trying to get a a lot of content just to get our website started. So I was doing a lot of these reviews, like just cranking them out like crazy. I did this review on a wine called Vendetta from uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, the director, the movie director, Francis Ford Coppola, had released a wine called Vendetta. And it had a cool bottle with this really wild looking label. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll just, uh, I'll uh, do a little, I'll I'll buy this and I'll do a review of it. Well, it's been getting a ton of hits for some reason. It's been there forever and it's like almost every single day a couple people on a Google search uh, are are looking up that wine and, and making their way onto the Pulled Course website to read that review so I'm like, well, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Like uh, a lot of people are are searching about this uh, this particular wine, and uh, I wonder why they're being drawn to this one. Because we had a lot of reviews on there. Because we used to do that in the beginning. We used to do write a whole bunch of these different reviews. And uh, but why is this one standing out? Because it's not. I mean, it's a movie director's you know wine with this silly. Well, so it's a pretty cool label. But uh, so I was thinking about the gimmicks, gimmick wines, gimmick beverages, things that have, you know, this kind of reminds me of like a kid's cereal box, how you'll get like uh, cartoon characters and things like that on it. But this is like the, the adult version of that. You have a bottle of wine with this paper wrapper around it with these uh, bullet holes printed into it. And one of the bullet holes looks like uh, blood dripping out of it. It looks like a a scene out of The Godfather, is what it looks like. And I'm pretty sure that's what they're going for. So it's definitely gimmicky, you know. And this isn't the only one coming from the Francis Ford Coppola Winery. They've got all the, um, oh, they've got King Kong wine. I think Tarzan, they've uh, um, Few others. Oh, I saw the Wizard of Oz the other day. I believe it's a Merlot. <laughs> so they're doing all these different, really just movie-themed wines. But they've also got like the normal Coppola Winery collections. You know, like I think the Diamond Edition is one of them. Uh, and it's it's a full-on business, and they've got all these different things. But the gimmicks, the gimmicks is what was what. Was, what had me curious is that why people were searching for this this wine so i thought i would do a show about gimmicks you know so let's 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 talk about this is it just a gimmick or or is it a good product with good marketing so i didn't i wasn't familiar with the francis ford coppola winery i knew about his movies i knew about uh, uh his daughter's movies I knew he made some really good movies. I love The Godfather. It's absolutely amazing. So I was wanting to, to check this out. So I did a little bit of research. And, you know, this is something I probably should have known. So I'm kind of, you know, outing myself for, for not knowing this. But uh, Rubicon Estate Winery, right? It's uh, a portion of Napa Valley it was acquired in 1879 by this Finnish sea captain He's the founder of the Inglenook Inglenook winery right so uh in 1975 Francis Ford Coppola uh, they they purchased this the land that contained these uh vineyards and pretty much started producing producing wine with these uh they had hired uh scott mcleod as a winemaker and uh, started making wine again and i had i had no idea i mean since the 70s they've been doing it this long and then in 2011 uh, they they acquired the inglenook trademark again and renamed the winery inglenook winery so it's been going on for a long time it's not just some new thing that uh coppola has been doing until now they have the I think they called it the Storytellers um, Edition or something like that. And that's where they've got like the vendetta and these themes going on. And apparently it's working because they're coming to my website in droves for like a year and a half, almost two years now, looking at this stuff. And so the funny thing about this, when I bought this wine, I thought it was a joke Well, not a joke, but I was just, I didn't take it seriously. I thought, ah, here we go. Here's just some marketing scheme. Got a label like this. I mean, what could possibly be good, you know, inside that bottle? So, but I thought it would be interesting to write about. So I got it. I bought it. I opened it. And it's a blend of uh, Malbec and Cabernet Sauvignon, if I remember correctly. If I were smart, I would have my own website open in front of me right now. So, uh, I do remember I tried it and I was absolutely blown away. It was absolutely delicious. Loved it. Absolutely loved the wine. Wrote a, a great review and I, I highly recommend it. It was great, which also, uh, helped, uh, Settled me down because I spent like over 20 bucks on that bottle of wine (laughs) so I don't want to spend that kind of money and it suck you know so there was a case there's case number one you know there was this gimmicky wine that had a very non-traditional wine label and uh, what was inside of it was very very good high quality product just like the old saying never judge a book by its cover So many times we look for a bottle, all we're looking at is uh, that old, old old-style print, maybe some sort of different uh, ancient-looking font, a picture of a castle or or a picture of a vineyard or something like that, but not this. This is a, a paper wrapper with a red string tying it together around the top, and Blood coming out of a bullet hole. I mean, it's just wild. It's just a wild bottle. Look it up. Go go to your liquor store. And try to find it. It's it's pretty neat, and it's it's worth the money. It's a very very good wine. It is worth the twenty bucks or twenty five bucks or whatever it is. So go try that out. It's really good. So, onto this. There's another example of someone using these good marketing techniques to get out a good product, and that is a German winemaker named Weingut Bauer. Now, Mr. Bauer has also been making wine for a very long time, and his sales have gone up a lot recently due to the fact that he has been producing these wines with these very, very, very clever labels. And by clever, I mean he's putting a little... Slogan on the front of each of them, and they're a little bit uh, well. They're, they're non-traditional to to put it lightly. So I'll give you a few examples here. Um, he has a Pinot Noir Rosé that says, "Always enjoy life. You're longer dead than alive." Start with my Pinot Noir Rosé, and that is a, a tame one. That's a tame one. He has another one that says, "If you are a racist, a terrorist, or just an asshole, don't drink my Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> you can buy happiness. You can't buy happiness, but you can drink my Pinot Blanc." Uh, that's another tame one. Another one is a play on on words because. Uh, Pinot Grigio in Italian, Pinot Gris in French, and Grauburgunder is the name of the wine in German. So he has his Grauburgunder says Pinot Grigio, Pinot Gris, and then has that scratched out. And underneath it, it says, bullshit, drink a real Grauburgunder. (laughs) And my Merlot is not the answer. It just makes you forget the questions. Sex and drugs and rock and roll? No, just Riesling for me, please. So these are some of the examples of the, uh, the labels he's been printing on all of his wines. And his, if I'm not mistaken, his sales are up like crazy right now. I have seen these wines absolutely everywhere I've gone. I've run into these things. Every shop, every store, every grocery store. Every, it's, it's just everywhere. It's, they're insanely popular, these bottles are. And I've tried them. I've tried them all. And just like the uh, Francis Ford Coppola, these wines also are great. Absolutely wonderful. So it's a, uh, a good example of how sometimes you just need a little bit different style of marketing to get things out there and get them noticed now I'm sure there's a lot of people that buy these things for the uh, the nerd value, just the uh, a good collectible something interesting to put on your shelf but also these are high quality products this is good stuff, now unlike the Coppola, the uh, good Bauer his wines uh, come in at a much lower price tag than the Francis Ford Coppola wines which is completely fine Uh, And good, actually, it's better than fine. It's preferable. So that's that's another example right there. So that brings me on to what I have decided to give a shot at today. I was at the store trying to look for something interesting that would fit along with the uh, theme for today's show. And I thought about getting another one of those Francis Ford Coppola wines. But then I just so happened to catch a glance of Game of Thrones, Napa Valley, Cabernet Sauvignon. And it's uh, obviously a product that's owned by HBO. And uh, Game of Thrones, I'm sure everybody's at least heard of it. You should be watching it. It's a great show. It's probably... In my opinion, it's one of the best television shows that's ever been released. Ever. And it's absolutely awesome. It's my favorite. And uh, everyone needs to email JP because he's never watched it. And he's kind of been refusing to. So uh, let's all get on his ass and, and get him to watch it. But anyways, so we have this wine here. Game of Thrones 2015 Cabernet Sauvignon. Napa Valley. So right there, it's already caught my eyes. It's Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley. That's uh, usually hard to go wrong there. The other thing that uh, piqued my interest is when I looked into this, it was made by a winemaker named Bob Cabral. Now, Bob Cabral has been making wines for a long time. Since the 70s, he's been been a winemaker. You can find his name featured In Wine Spectator, uh, Napa-Sonoma magazines. Just, he's pretty well known in the business and he's pretty well known for a good reason. The man makes awesome wine. Uh, He's a bit more well known for uh, Pinot Noir than he is Cabernet Sauvignon, but there's nothing wrong with that at all. Actually, that's a little bit more impressive because Pinot Noir is uh, harder to grow. But HBO hired him to uh, make this wine to coincide with their show, Game of Thrones. And that, uh, that's a testament in and of itself, because uh, Bob Cabral, I mean, I don't know how each of you guys feel about uh, the point systems. Some people say they're bullshit. Some people say they're really good to get people into wine. Some people say they're good for helping people shop. But no matter what your opinions are, this this guy has made over 100 wines that have scored better than 95 points, and there's not many people who can say that. Those are uh, the proof is in the pudding. That's that's a pretty that's a, that's a pretty stout number right there. So they hired him on HBO. Picked this guy out. I'm sure they spent a ton of money. They bought some property in Napa Valley. Which I'm sure that wasn't cheap either and uh started making these wines and putting them in these super heavy thick glass bottles with a really cool label on it. Uh the labels got like a dragon, a wolf, uh, a stag, a raven, you know, basically things from the show. I guess uh, this uh represents the different houses of Westeros. And it's uh, it's it's a, a nice-looking label. its it, it's really cool and uh, also on the show they drink a lot of wine like it seems like every scene somebody's got a wine glass in their hands um so it's uh it's kind of fitting that they would put out a wine to go with the show so i figured i'd give it a shot now here's the thing this isn't cheap this is like a 40 over 40 bucks for this bottle of wine that's pretty expensive but i mean napa napa cab It can come with a hefty price tag sometimes. So I'm going to, uh, tonight. Tonight I drink like a Lannister. I drink like a Lannister tonight. So let's see how they've done. Now so far with all the little gimmicky wines we've tried, they've been really good. And uh, I would call it more good marketing than I would a gimmick. So let's just hope for 40 plus dollar bottle of wine. That uh, it's not just a gimmick, and it is good marketing. But I'm sure with that winemaker, it's going to be pretty good. So let's give it a shot. Well, it smells great. It's uh, got all those black fruits, and it's very bold. Very, very, very bold aromas. And actually smells a little bit boozy. So let me check the label here i don't have much light but let's see 14.7 percent alcohol by volume yep yep that that's a lot of alcohol 2015 must have been a pretty hot year in california because that is uh that's up there man that's stout that's a that's a punch in the face so let's uh, give it a taste here wow so that's really good Really good, really nice high acidity, tons of fruitiness. Uh, even in its youth, it's it's really, really good. And you know, it's kinda dangerous because I'm not tasting 14 in that, 14.7%. That's kinda weird. Usually it's always rounded off to a half. I'm not tasting all that alcohol at all. It's not boozy. It's not really boozy to drink at all. It's uh, really smooth. Especially for a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, it's very smooth. That's a good bottle of wine. That is high-quality stuff. I would expect no less from uh, Napa Valley. I would expect no less from uh, Bob Cabral. That's really good. Now, that being said, I don't know if it's worth $40. bucks. It's, uh, I understand that it's HBO... And probably one of the biggest shows in television history's name is slapped on it, so there's probably a high demand with all the uh, the souvenir aspect. So, I guess for a collector, someone who's really into the show, who also likes wine, I guess yeah, it would make sense for it to be, you know, forty bucks. It's it's a bit of a collector's item. It's something 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 that someone would put on their shelf. So, I, I guess I can see why the price is up there. I'm sure there's a high demand. And, and that's where we get the prices for everything, right? But if... If it didn't say Game of Thrones, and it, uh... I would still put it over 20 bucks usually. Maybe close... Actually, probably around 30 Just because, you know... Yeah, that's really good, though. It's really good. <sighs> yeah. But, uh... 40 bucks. that's probably because of the uh, demand. But that's okay. I mean, it happens. I'm sure there are lots of, I mean, there are lots of wines out there that uh, would cost a whole lot less if there weren't uh, so many people out there to get them, and this is no different than that. So I'm not saying it's an unfair price, but it is very tasty. Uh, I recommend it. If you like Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon, this is a good one. So here's my conclusion. Like I said earlier, don't judge a book by its cover, or in this case, don't judge a wine by its label. It doesn't always have to have a picture of a castle or a vineyard and have some ancient medieval font and some name that starts with either winegout or chateau or a maison. Uh, it doesn't have to have some fancy French name or some fancy-looking... Uh, a uh, label that looks like it was made 700 years ago. It can have a, uh, a movie throwback. It can have a dirty little slogan. Or it can have uh, a modern uh, TV show. What matters is the person that made it. Did they achieve their dream in the vineyard? And did they get that dream into the bottle? And that's how you get a good bottle of wine. If they did those things. So that's all I've got for you right now. Hopefully next week we'll have JP back with us and uh, we'll get back to our more traditional show. We do have our Patreon now and uh, you guys can check that out at patreon.com slash But I'm going to warn you, I don't have a whole lot of content on there yet. And I'm working on it really hard. I want to get all the show notes on there for people who are patrons. We'll have all the episodes loaded. Get on there, check it out. We really could use the help if you do like the show the show's always going to be free but we got some little you know swag we can send your way if you do decide to become a patron so just get over there and check that out check us out on Instagram Pulled corks, Facebook Pulled corks, Twitter Pulled or on all of those you can email us at pulledcorks at gmail.com or you can email me directly hassle at pulled hyphen corks so that's all we have for today um hope to hear from you guys if you have any suggestions or any questions about today's show feel free to drop us a line we really love you guys and hope you tune in next time until then cheers